Nerd talk, dork talk, real talk. The coolest podcast ever. The Kenny Ho Show. It's showtime. I don't know the meaning of life, but this is what I live for. What up? It's old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the Kenny Ho Show. How are you? I hope all is well. Coming off a milestone episode, coming off episode 150. What'd you think? Did you like it? I hope you did. It was good talking to David again. You know, best of luck to him on auditioning for The Voice. I think that song is so perfectly suited to him. Simply wonderful. Well, I guess in his case, simply fabulous. It was good to see future Kenny again. I want to say he's a handsome man, but then I'd be lying. He's all right. Might scare the children a little bit, but I've seen worse at freak shows. Man, I hope there's nuclear war. Do you know why? Because if everybody becomes a mutant, their face is melting and shit, then future Kenny will be the cream of the crop. He'll be the Brad Pitt... Of the ugly people. Then those three-armed, four-legged bitches will be all over him. It's slim pickings out there, ladies. Nine to seven percent of all men have died off. You can have this weirdo with the one eyeball growing out of his forehead. Or you can settle for future Kenny. Taking what you can get. Make it the best out of a bad situation. Ah, yes. The American dream. Now, I'm probably going to jinx myself for saying this, but I'm really, really trying to get back on track. I've been spotty with uh, episode releases, and they may not make a difference. Because even though it was a milestone episode, the old Kenny Ho Show, episode 150, and I thought there's some good stuff in there. I think it's as fun and playful as you're going to get an episode, uh, whilst it's just me. I've done podcasts with other people, and I got to say, some of those more playful And I'm okay with that, because if I start getting real playful with myself, that means my mental state is deteriorating further. The mental oopsies are winning. So I can live with that. I can live with if episode 150 is the standard for as playful as I get without having a co-host, which there never will be one, because I can barely keep on a schedule where the only person's needs I need to consider are my own, and I still can't get this thing out weekly. There's no way in hell I'm taking on someone else's schedule. The reason for the David Gay joke is because I couldn't get him to show up week after week. And it was for weird bullshit. Like, I gotta watch the voice. I'm gonna watch the voice, Kenny. I can't can't just just not do that and do your show. Are you crazy? Well, I don't know. Are you voting? You probably can just DVR it and watch it later. Like, an hour later. I don't know if you've ever heard of live centers, Kenny. What if Adam Levine drops trowel and they cut it out later? <laughs> I can't help myself. I don't know what I was saying anymore. Probably doesn't matter. Sooner or later, you'll realize none of it matters. Nothing matters. Live fast, die young. Who cares? Well, if you have young children, that, they might care a little bit that you're not there to take care of them anymore. But outside of that, but then again, come on. Survival of the strongest. 
If that three-year-old is too lazy to get out of bed, get a job to save his or her life, c'est la vie, it wasn't meant to be. All right, let's do this. I'm on a bit of a tight schedule today, so let's not screw around any further. Let's get right into it. I know this this is a little bit dated. I think this happened like two weeks ago, but I got to talk about it. CM Punk. Do you know this guy? Former uh, superstar wrestler. Guy who took, you know, fake accolades really way too seriously. It's one thing to care about, you know, winning a Stanley Cup. Or hell, even winning the Calder Cup. The AHL edition of the Cup. At least you had to work for that. At least you had to go and beat a bunch of other guys to win that. You had to be the best in the league. Even if it is the minor leagues, you have to be the best in the minor leagues to win that cup. Whereas in wrestling, you could be the greatest wrestler ever. You could be super gifted on mic, super gifted in the ring, doing shit nobody's ever seen. But if the owner doesn't like you, the promoter doesn't like you, you'll never win a belt. On the flip side of that, again, you could be the worst. But if you know how to kiss ass and the promoter loves you, you can win a belt. To me, something that finicky where... Where someone just says, oh yeah, you're getting the belt or you're not getting the belt. It would mean very little to me. I'm telling you, kids don't mean anything to me. A human life means jack shit to me at this point in in time. Like a WWE belt does not stand a chance. But this guy, he took those accolades really, really seriously. He was mad when he didn't win the title. And even madder when he didn't get to defend the title as the main event. I'm not saying he's wrong, he's taking pride in his job, but at the same time, it's like, come on, dude. You're making millions of dollars, you're banging AJ Lee, life's pretty good to you. Fortune, fame, and a sexy female in your lap doesn't get too much better than that. Just suck it up and don't do anything to jeopardize it. But of course, if you know anything about WWE, he's no longer part of it. He's no longer there. He did some stuff to jeopardize it. But then he turned around and did something nobody saw coming. He turned around and went to UFC. He went from sports entertainment, fake to an extent. I mean, you know, you're going you're gonna to get your bumps. You're going to get hit. But unless if the guy's a real piece of shit wrestler with a grudge against you or he's just really bad in the ring, they're not there to try to hurt you. Whereas in UFC, they're trying to take you out. They're trying to break your arm knock you into in a coma, whatever they got to do to beat you and win that belt. That is not a guarantee thing. Nobody's saying, hey, you're winning or you're winning unless it's rigged, unless there's money exchanging hands under tables or something. This belt is for real. And you know, in wrestling, CM Punk prided himself as the best in the world. But it turns out when you're doing a fight performance in a scripted environment, Sure, you can be the best in the world because the narrative works with your persona, works with your character, and it sells shirts and it's entertaining. But in reality, this guy was the furthest thing from being the best in the world when it came to stepping into a ring and fighting. Did you see that first fight? I don't blame you if you didn't. You could be a huge UFC fan. You could have gone to the bar that night to watch the fight stepped out to go to the washroom, came back and missed the entire fight. It was that fast. It was that horrible. Like, it was a joke. That guy got his ass destroyed. He was, it was a horrible showing. But whatever, I understand guys have to train for years and years to be really good in the ring. So first try, it's like, ooh, it was really bad. It was to the point where I'm like, 
We're almost negates my point. I'm like, I don't know how much training this guy could do. I don't think he'll ever be good at this. Because it was that bad. And then years later, four years to be specific. So he had four years, you know, the years and years of training I was talking about. Trained with the best team. These were supposed to be the best coaches and trainers in the game. Spent four years with them. And though this fight went three rounds... So even if you went to the washroom, you would have at best missed one round. Wow, this was a this was a train wreck. This was such a bad fight. Like this was one of those fights where you wish you had sent back the fish and chips you ordered and the kitchen then screwed with the replacement and then you got violently ill and missed the entire fight. It was that bad. The first time, you can let him off the hook being like, well, he was new to the game. It takes years to to get good at this. Dude has had years to get good at this, and he still sucks. Oh my gosh, did you see it? If you didn't, look it up. Look up the highlights. This guy is so slow. It's almost like, like, and he's so bad. Like He's so technically bad. It's almost like he hired a bunch of yes men who were like, oh yeah, that's great, that's great, yeah, ooh, pow, ah, ow, he's their champion, take my hands off. Yeah, that's perfect for him, there's nothing to correct, it was so bad, he doesn't even look like a fighter, like he doesn't even look like he knows what he's doing. I don't, I'm not a big MMA guy, I've seen a bunch of UFC fights and I guess I've seen enough to be like, this guy looks way out of his league, he doesn't, he doesn't even look like he knows how to get into a proper fighting stance. He looks like an actor who, t- who took a crash course on fighting and then showed up on set to play a fighter. But there, it's scripted. You can, you can be that shite. You just go through the motions, whatever. At the end of the day, if, you're gonna win the, if the script says you're winning the fight, you're winning the fight. But this guy looks so slow. Like, didn't look like he knew how to do any of it. Didn't look like he knew how to block properly or throw punches or do takedowns. He didn't, uh, what have you been doing for four years? Like, I understand, okay, he's 39 years old, but this guy looked like he was a 69-year-old. 69, what up? But there are guys in sports who are still, you know, maybe not as good as they were 10 years ago, but still pretty damn good. Like, Vince Carter can still dunk. Tom Brady almost won another Super Bowl. There's no reason why this guy should be this bad. Like, has he been training, like, once a week or once a month for the past four years? Because that might explain it. But even so, if you do one training session per week, that's 52 training sessions per year times four. So you're doing over 200 training sessions. I feel like even if I did 200 training sessions under the greatest coaches that money can buy, I would look better than that. I would do better. And guaranteed, as fat as I am, as uncoordinated as I am, if you gave me a life where I woke up and all I did was train all day long with the best coaches on the planet, I'm going to look better than that out there. There's no doubt about that. And that's coming from me. I get winded by the stairs. But I know for a fact, if I'm training over 300 days a year, 8-10 hours a day, when I was in theater school, I'm not a dancer. Hell, I didn't even play sports. Like, I was not athletic at all. I was in good shape. I'd work out and stuff back in the day, but like my muscle memory and and muscle fibers didn't fire in that way, yet we spent, I think it was just four months preparing for a dance show, and this was day in, day out, talking eight, ten hours a day, just learning dance choreography and stuff, and guess what? We killed it. I killed it. I was good. 
The collective was good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to take credit away from people. But the point is, I got good. Four months of dance training, I got good at dancing. If you give me four years of fight training, I will be good at fighting. This guy, after four years, still sucked. Like, they interviewed his coach a little bit before the fight went down, and they're like, how does CM Punk look now? And he had the goal to say he looks 200% better. Well, maybe it's not a, a preposterous claim. Because on a scale of 1 to 1,000, when you're 1, if you manage to go from 1 to 200, out of 1,000, you still suck. I don't want to completely crap on this guy, though. If you watch that fight or even watch the highlights, you can tell he was trying. He wasn't giving up. He was getting his ass handed to him, but he kept going. He kept trying to do something, but he was just completely inept. He was just completely useless. He just didn't have what it took. Whoa, it just hit me. CM Punk and his fighting career is kind of like me and the Kenny Ho show. Except, you know, this didn't work out for him. But he's had a lifetime of, you know, confidence and dreams coming true. Just a bunch of success. At the end of the day, the man is married to AJ Lee. He can hold his head up high. And plus, he got millions of dollars from this. I got nothing. I hope you laughed a couple times at this segment. That's as close as a victory as I'm ever coming to CM Punk. This just in. Hopefully, you'll hear this episode by like Wednesday at the latest. But Monday right now, and this is news, Chris Hardwick, a guy from The Nerdist, may or may not have kicked his ex-girlfriend's ass. Now, okay, I didn't go in depth and read, because apparently the chick wrote um, wrote some sort of article. I just read the article about, about what's going on right now with him. I, I'm not a journalist. I don't got time to go and, and, you know, get the complete picture and then relay that to you. The fact that I read this article and then just take the headline is is about as much as you should ever expect from me. And that's only because it's a Monday. I got energy. And I didn't work this weekend, so I got energy. But okay, even in this article, doesn't... I don't know if uh, if they mean he, he whooped her candy ass like CM Punk got his ass kicked. Or if it was just emotional. Like if CM Punk listened to this podcast, a single tear will roll down from his eyes like, Man, that huge loser... Even he has a right to shit on me. I was so bad. Or maybe it was both. Maybe he both emotionally abused her and then gave her the people's elbow. Either way, he made a mistake. Now, okay, nobody knows if this happened for real. I mean, other than the people who are involved. Right now, it's just allegations. But here's the thing. I've learned one thing in my time on this wretched planet. And that's usually where there's smoke, there's fire. How often have you heard something in the news or read something in the news where like there's allegations right now about this and this and this and then it turns out, no, no, it was completely false. This person just made it all up. Not saying it doesn't happen, but more times than not, if there's smoke, there's fire. Good chance this is true to whatever extent. Whether he went all Mike Tyson on her or just called her, you know, some mean names. We don't know, but sounds like he did something. But it is pretty crazy because it is just allegations right now. And the old adage, innocent till proven guilty, seems to have gone out the window. It seems to have been replaced by a guilty until proven innocent. And even then, it's like, you paid someone off, didn't you? You got some pictures 
of the judge with a girl from the Boom Boom Club. He was weak. He accepted those special services for $209. You got some pictures of him, and now you're getting off. That's... I know you kicked your woman's ass, bro. I'm from the hood. I know this shit. I don't blackmail when I see it. But either way, right now, every single company that is associated with him has thrown him under the bus. Like, AMC was the first to come out and be like, oh, well, yeah, we can't have this. He seemed like a nice guy, but we're gonna have to take him off the air. NBC, same thing. Even the Nerdist, who apparently this guy has nothing to do with anymore and hasn't in like two years, came out and was like, nope, he ain't one of us. He was one of us, but he's no longer one of us. We don't associate with women beaters in our in the Nerdist over here, all right? So this guy's screwed either way, whether he did it or not. Not saying he'll never work in showbiz again, but currently, his world, falling apart. It's over and done with for now, which is unbelievable. Are you telling me that if you're a rich, successful, powerful man in showbiz, that you can't smack a bitch around anymore? That's unbelievable. I don't want to live in this world if that's the case. Screw showbiz. I just... Keep working this dead-end job and add more dead-end jobs. That's right. That's the reason I'll never be a success, because I don't want it. I'm just kidding. We don't know if she's a bitch or not. It's pretty funny, actually. Well, not for her, not for the, the, the woman who is, like, emotionally abused. Or, you know, worse. Which, I don't know. I, I don't know what he said, but it's probably something like, Bitch, your dinner sucks. You ever heard of salt? Or worse, he's like, POW! Bitch, it took you seven minutes to make my sandwich. The Nerdist isn't going to run itself. Or pow! What'd I tell you about using softener? You know I love that fresh bounty scent. I don't know. I, actually, I don't think it's funny. All I'm, Why I brought it up, why I even took to this story was I was going to make a comparison to this guy. I was going to make a joke about this guy last week during the old uh, 150. I was going to be like, you know what? Back in the day, I was such a go-getter. I thought things were going to happen to me. I was going to be a big star, a big success in life. Even as late as radio, I thought things are still going to happen for me. This is my second chance. It's going to happen. I'm a bee of somebody. But then now, here I am. No one's ever going to have a LeBron or Jordan conversation about me. There will never be a, a, a Nerdist or old Kenny. But that still might be true. There may never be a conversation of old Kenny who lives in obscurity and this Hardwick guy who's about to fade into obscurity. So that might actually be true. Ah, that is pretty, that is kind of funny now, isn't it? You gotta find the silver lining. You gotta get past the pow. How dare you talk to other men, bitch? Which is unbelievable. I'm hearing this guy would not let this chick be friends with guys, have any guy friends. It's like, idiot, you can't do that. You gotta be like, pow. You can't have friends in general. Men, women, I can't have these women folk or men folk. I can't have these outsiders corrupting your mind, putting liberal and feminist thoughts into that pretty little head of yours. Pow! These floors ain't gonna shine themselves, bitch. Showbiz is tough, isn't it? Like, second you mess up, you're gone. Nerdist? What the hell is that? Never heard of this Hardwick character. I'm not saying my workplace cares about me as a human being. Sometimes it's good to be a nobody, I suppose. But I am saying is shy of me killing somebody, as long as I don't do it on company property or company time, they probably wouldn't fire me. In fact, I feel like it's to the point where 
Doesn't matter what crime I committed, what law I broke. Man, we don't, we want to have to hire somebody else. We need bodies. We need people to fill these positions. Getting, can you like, I don't know, shave your head, change your facial hair? Can you pretend like you don't speak English just so the general public's off her ass about having someone who goes boom, pow, wah, against a bunch of orphans? And the answer to that, of course, is, oh, you got it, boss. Silver lining, baby. And I know it's in poor taste to make light of the situation, but come on, you got to be able to laugh it off, right? Huh? And then I nudge the girl on the shoulder and like, it takes her back to all the times Chris Hardwick was like, boom, pow, wham, on her face. Took her back to Nam, as the, the veterans would say. But seriously, good comes from bad. And the good I take away from all of this is, you know what, even though it's painful, cripplingly painful at times, ultra depressing, suicidal thoughts inducing to never have a beautiful woman be my baby girl, even though that sucks. The silver lining in all of this is, well, at least I'll never lose the Kenny Ho show for beating the shit out of her. Because we can go to the court of law and the lawyer could be like, hey, do you recognize this young woman? Like, no. Are you sure about that? You know, this this young woman who, despite better judgment, despite being able to do much, much better than you, despite having guys who would love her and treat her like their princess, decided to choose you, do you not recognize her? I'm like, sir, first of all, That's a freaking leading, that's not even a leading question. That's a leading accusation if I've ever heard one. But secondly, no, who the hell is this girl? She's hot. Can I get her number? Are you crazy? Of course I never dated her. She would never date a guy like me. Where did you go to law school? Was it one of those places that have commercials on during Prices Right? You know, those Ponzi schemes that are set up to milk the welfare from these fat, dumb losers Ones that are fatter and dumber and more of a loser than I am? Bite me. You want to indict me in something? How about this? Boom, pow, crack, the old Chris Hardwick special. If you smell, la 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 What a woman beaten son of a bitch is cooking. All right, that's it. That's episode 151 of the old Kenny Ho Show. See, another good thing that came from all of this is when you realize you don't have a very successful show, even if some of the content offends the listener, first of all, even if 100% of the population of the listenership wrote in with angry letters, I could read them all in about 90 seconds. And secondly, even if I were to lose like 50% of all listeners, it's basically the same Count them on one hand, count them on two hands. I still ain't putting any. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, I'm not going to be able to put the kids that, you know, I'm sure are out there. I just don't know. But yeah, I, I know 100% I don't have any kids out there running around. No kids for me to put through school. I guess it'll be like, either way, still not going to make or break this month's rent. Uh, 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 teardrops on my guitar. All right, I'll talk to you. Maybe at the end of this week. Huh? No promises, but maybe two episodes this week. Until then, you take care of yourself.
Lily Collins, I hope you're listening and I hope you're impressed. Toodles! Toodles!